Yo, what up? Welcome to We're Not Ops. I'm your host, Najee Islam. I thank you all for joining. This is my first episode, and this episode is a new beginning. I want to let you guys know uh, who I am, what I'm about, why I chose to do this work. I'm from the west side of Chicago, Laramie and Maypole, stand up. Man, it's all love. I love the people I grew up around, you know. I'm not trying to, you know, act like I'm better than anybody else, but I didn't have to go to sleep hungry. I didn't have to um, change, you know, not have any clothes, things of that nature. I grew up blessed, you know, but still and all the environment still calls me to get wrapped up in the neighborhood, you know, the bad parts of the neighborhoods. And, and I end up doing 25 years in prison. I was locked up 1993, and I didn't get out to 2018. Yeah, that, that's a long time for anybody. But for a young man, um, you know, trying to figure out life and growing up in this world, I end up growing up in prison. And a lot of these little brothers out here, I could see the same thing in them. I didn't have my father around. I knew who he was. Um, we didn't really have no relationship. But I remember one thing that I seen him in the county um, when they call him to court versus me, you know, but they got me up there was supposed to be him. And when I went to see the judge, the judge said, oh, this is not you. This, you know, your father is here. So it kind of shocked me, but I was able to talk to him and he told me he's passed now. Uh, may God rest his soul. He passed now. And he told me that the reason why he wasn't around me as much because he didn't want me to follow in the same footsteps that he did. So I asked him this. I end up in the same, you know, organization you was in. I end up going to jail just like you. I end up selling drugs just like you. So <laughs> that didn't work out. I needed you around. You know, maybe you could have stood up a little bit more, changed the things that you did, but it was all love though. I wasn't, I wasn't tripping though at this point because I was a lot older, but still, I was still in my feelings because I was like, I think like 19 to 20 uh, when I talked to him. But anyway, I ended up going to prison. Prison is not for, you know, not for no young man who just trying to figure out life and made mistakes in his life, you know, but I ended up there and it wasn't a good thing. But one thing I got from it is what I've learned. And what I've learned is that as black men, we have to take a concerted effort to help one another because a lot of things is already crossed out against us. But that don't mean anything if you're not doing something for yourself. So when I got out, I was ready. I went and got a job at this meatpacking place. I thought that was the best job in the world. Until I seen that check and I was just like, wow, but I want to do more anyway. I tried to get off in software development. Um, they played around with me trying to get into school. Then I finally got into school. Then they played around with me again. I, but I just went on, stepped away from it. But what I want to say is a friend of mine was working for a nonprofit. Uh, out west and he and he told me like man why don't you try to apply here you know they they need somebody like you it's being an outreach worker 
uh, basically a mentor for the high risk uh, young men in the communities, especially out west in the Austin area. That's where it was specific to and um, other places. But I was working in Austin and having this job wasn't even a job to me. It was like my duty. I'm mentoring young men, you know, that's um, discouraged. They don't trust nobody. And I feel them because I was the same way. These these are the young men that we see today. And what made me do it is that it, when I got out, it was like, what is going on out here? It was like kids raising kids. A lot of these shorties got these guns on. They got their pipes on them. You know, that, you know, mean the gun, but they out here in the streets. And when I got on the block and I started to see a lot of them because I started to see a lot of old friends. They was going to introduce me to, to their sons and stuff. There was so many guys out there and I could see they had it on them, you know, them guns. And I was like, yeah, I got to go. I only been out like I think it was like a week and a half or two weeks. I was like, yeah, I got to go. But anyway, I got this job and that job just opened my mind up to like, man, we need some help out here. We need brothers like myself that's, um, that was incarcerated, that was dealing with the streets and, and had a good life. But the environment, you know, I, I, the environment chose me. Or I chose it. You know, it probably was both, but more, you know how it happens. I just, I just got out there. That's what happened. You know, ain't no excuses. I ain't making no excuses. My, my family, my mother, my grandparents, my aunties, uncles, they taught me right, but I just chose to do what I wanted to do. And the main thing I'm going to do is protect my family. So I understand what a lot of these guys out here dealing with when it comes to that. But they out here killing each other so so terribly. It's just crazy. But right back to the place where I used to work at as an outreach worker, they actually helped me a lot to understand the um, what's going on in the, in the neighborhoods, what's, what's happening. And I'm not just saying like the staff, but the little brothers that was coming there. They taught me a lot. You know, they might say, man, Najee taught me about this. He taught me a lot. He helped me get a job. He helped me do this, but it, they taught me. And that's what it is. We have to listen to our young people out here. We got to listen to them, not talk to them, not talk through them, but listen to them. And I ain't talking about just, okay, I know what you just said. No, what do they want to do with their life? Because once upon a time, they had a dream. They dream wasn't to be no shooter. They dream wasn't to be no gang member, no none of that stuff. And I'm talking about four or five, six years old, we had a dream. I had a dream, but somehow I had lost that dream, but I picked it back up and gave and found a new dream. And this is to help young black men find a dream and stop killing one another for nonsense. And on any sense, it's just, it's just sickening. And I was really reaching a lot of them brothers there, but it, it tore me up to see a lot of them being killed when they're changing their life. One brother, I talked to him um, about, you know, just life in general. And I'm listening to him and he wanted to change. He just didn't know how. So he actually started coming to the job, going to work, all type of stuff. But one time something happened and that was during the riots. 
and the riots, people was, you know, you know what happened. People start to break off into the stores and stuff and all this. But in my mind, I'm like, this is going to be hunting season. And I mean to say this in the in the in the most gentlest and sweet way. But this we're not ops. I'm going to call it how it is. You might even hear some profanity from me or other the guests. That's just how a person expressed themselves. But anyway, this brother was killed up at North Riverside. And what makes it even worse, somebody, a couple of people sent me the video. Of course, I didn't know what this video was. I opened it up. I'm looking like, man, what's going on? So I see somebody running. He ran, then fell. And um, the guy... Had shot him in the leg, then stood over him and shot him. You know, you can't tell who it was. You can't see who it was or nothing like that. And I'm like, who the hell is this? I, I didn't find a number. I didn't I didn't know who it was until that night I seen on TV. They showed it on TV. Then I got the call. Man, this is such and such. It just it just broke my heart because I had just called him or spoke to him like, Three or four days before that, I'm telling a lot of little guys I know, hey, stay out these streets, bro. Y'all might be out here running up in these stores, or finna do this, or finna do that. Just be cool. Don't don't watch. Don't, don't try to get off what that TV on and how they doing it. Don't do that. But he went out there. Not just him, a lot of other people. But I know that this would be hunting season while they out there trying to break in these stores. It's people out there trying to get their lick back or they trying to be one up and they killed the brother. And it's nothing you get over. It's just that, man, I haven't felt that sad in a long time. Uh, of course, a lot of my friends is alive, but it's, it's their family members, their kids and stuff. So that just tore me up. And when I see stuff like this, it's like, man, we got to say something. We got to stop this. And people say, oh, you can't stop violence. I don't want to hear that. I'm going to do my best to stop it as much as I can because our young men need us out here. They out here alone. They surviving on their own. And where's the help? Where's the real help? You know, you can throw money at it, but where does the concrete help at when it comes to working with these young men? Where is that at? Now, I see it in small pockets, but not on a vast level. You know what I'm saying? I don't see it. And it just hurts me to see that these brothers on their own and with the mindset that they have, they never a lot of them have never been challenged. And I'm not saying stop doing this, stop doing that, but challenging the thinking. Why would you go and do this? Or why would you go and do that? What purpose does that serve? You know, stuff like that. Because I, I try to tell them that, you know, I'm not here to tell you how to live your life, but I can tell you and show you a better way you can live. And if you choose to live that life, at least I told you, and you should be aware to what's what comes with it, because a lot of people think they know what comes with it. They don't know what comes with this. You think, man, I know jail, you know, I might be killed. No, it's more than this. What about your kids? 
How your kids growing up? What about your parents, your mother, your father, your older brother or something, or some or grandmother or grandfather? They might don't live that long while you in prison, just like I did. My grandparents died when I was in prison. I've never shed I didn't shed a tear when they gave me my time. I didn't shed a tear, but when my grandmother died, I shed tears in there. Cause I still couldn't believe that she was gone and my dumb ass was in prison. And when I see these brothers, it, it just tears me up because they are intelligent. They smart. They dealing with a lot. I can't imagine dealing with the Internet and social media growing up. I couldn't imagine that your small mistakes or things that you do get magnified and people talk about you and then they share it to other people, you know, or looking for a little notoriety, you know, all the likes and the love um, look. Um, clicks you get you know and we get caught up in that but when i was working there and what really opened my eyes to it was a smart young intelligent brother that i was talking to somebody gave him a call it was a facetime call he's like man i gotta take this i don't know who it is he take the call it's supposed to be one of his ops they facetiming each other the man tell the man Yeah, I'm going to get you. I'm going to get you. So the brother telling, hey, how you going to get me or whatever he said? I'm trying to, to I'm just going to paraphrase it. But he told him, man, y'all lost all last summer. So I tell, hey, man, cut that phone off. Close the man. Lock that phone, man. Hang that phone up, man. Don't talk to hang the phone up. The brother hung the phone up. I just couldn't believe what I heard. And they on they on um, they 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 on face they'll call each other FaceTime they'll send each other messages. I remember a brother sent. I asked him about a brother like man, do you know this brother? Because we try to get the ones that's high risk to get them in the program to to help them to to help them um, learn their behavior and learn different behaviors and stuff. Learn about what they doing and show how what you doing is not gonna be conducive to you living a full fulfilling life so when we, we used to do all that but this 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 brother they call him they face they facetiming each other but this other brother the guy sent i asked him about it the guy sent him a video of him showing the gun talking about he gonna kill him i knew right then i say man we lost as a people man who who is doing what so out of this, I say, I'm going to stop just saying who is doing what, and I'm going to do what I have to do. I'm going to do more of what I need to do. And more of what I need to do is to be out here with these young men. That's why when I start just hearing that, and I heard it in the joint, and I be, used to tell them, like, man, we not ops. What the hell are you talking about? We ops, oppositions. You know you know what an opposition is? This is what I used to tell them. An opposition is somebody that's totally against you. While these brothers out here, they look like each other and all of them, they, they black, but they look like each other in the, in the aspect of their appearance. They clothes, they jewelry, the music they listen to, the, the, the women they like, the certain type of women they like. It's the cars that they like. It's all the same. These brothers are killing themselves. That's self-loathing. They killing people that look just like them, that they went to school with, they grew up together, 
rocking the same clothes. They liking the same cars, going to Cook County Jail together, going to these county jails together, going to prison together. You eating the same dog snot chow hall food. You still getting slammed on the ground and treated, mistreated by the police and other law enforcement as far as when it comes to correctional officers, COs, and y'all still want to call yourself oppositions. So that's why instead of saying ops, they say ops all the time. You hear it everywhere. That's why I said, no, we are not ops. Other people have said it. I'm just going to make this a statement. I want this to take on. I want it's just as ops taking on and took off. People just want to say it all in the video. They don't know nothing about the streets and none of that stuff, but they calling each other ops. You got little kids out here calling each other ops. Come on. I heard 11 year old talking about his ops. Come on, man. And once again, if you are an adult, you got your kids saying this stuff. You need to correct that because they going to look for an op and what they doing to, uh, to their so-called ops. Now they killing them. A lot of these shorties, I ain't even trying to get no money. Or build a relationship with a woman. They're not even doing that. Or with their spouse. They're not doing that. They out here trying to run the, sto the, sto the score up. That's crazy. Because we losing anyway. We already losing. And then we going to lose even amongst each other. Man, we need to stop that. We need to take a collective approach to stop the nonsense that's going on in our communities. We need to stand up. And that's why I just put it on. Hey, we are not ops. Other people have said it. I don't care who said I want to spread this as much as possible. And that's another reason why I started this podcast, because I'm not no longer with that particular organization. But I still um, support a lot of them people there. I still support them. I still want to see them win. I still want to see that. I might not agree with everything, but who you, who is going to agree with everything about anything? I just want our people to stop killing one another and not just stop killing one another, but know their worth. Know that you are worthy. Know that you are someone that deserve good. You don't deserve evil. So let's stop trying to put this out there and portray it with each other. Because a lot of brothers out here feel like they don't deserve shit. They feel that. I hear it. I see it. And they mistreat themselves like that, that they don't deserve good in their life. And they do. We need to step up as a community. Let's find out these organizations or people within the community. And it's not about, of course, you can't save everybody. But what I do is I try to save some so they can go out and save others. And if we can continue this type of um, um, motion, then maybe we can pick up some traction. I want my little brothers to live. I want them to know what it feel like to be on the other side of your life. A lot of them don't even get to hear it. But I'm going to have them a chance to get to hear it and see it because I'm going to have on here people who have been in the streets, who have so-called uh, being, you know, with they with they guys that they was into it with. We didn't call it ops at the time and all that, but it was it was people that they was into. It was people that I was in, went into it with um, some is, you know, it's not about um, being becoming friends. 
We just want to have an understanding that we're not finna kill each other. I'm not finna slide on you, and you're not finna slide on me. And while we not, while we doing that, let's try to live. Let's try to build up ourselves, take care of our family. And you can start with your own kids. These kids out here carjacking. These kids out here blowing them thirties, and the little kid getting killed. Look, kids, our people ain't got nothing to do with it. You see the brother got killed out there. They said he was lawn, he was mowing the lawn. Come on, man. We losing out here. We all losing. And that's how we start. We start with our family. Everybody knows somebody who went out there and did something. And then he go in the basement playing PS5, you know, a playing a game or something like he ain't just went out there and shot all them people or killed that little girl you got to know what your kids doing now of course you can't know everything but you want to be involved you want to be you want to be that that force to whereas they know man my mother my father if they check this type of stuff i can't bring this in the house that's what you want we want our people to be saved. We want our people to grow. I want these young men to see it's another side of their life that they missing if they continue to do what they doing right now. Me being almost 50, I never believed that I would actually live this long. I didn't. Now, as a younger, and I, I didn't think about it. But when I went to prison, I thought it was over with. People was dying in there. People's getting stabbed up. I got stabbed in there. You know, it, it's just crazy, though. You know, I did my stuff, too, in there, you know, trying to survive. But it's a lot of people that didn't survive. But I want to tell all my people, we have to do it right now. Whatever you're doing, pick up on the calls that can call that can help our people. Pick a calls up. Start with your own kids. See their friends. Challenge the thinking. You see them breaking in somebody's car, say something. Hey, cut it out. What you doing? And I remember I, I, I seen an interview a brother did that. Uh, a brother did that and uh, more power to him, you know. But I'm going to have some people on here that is like-minded like me and also going to have the so-called shooters. I need to know what, 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 what is it? Why? I know for some of them why they're doing this, but I want my listeners to know. You know, of course, I'm going to protect their identity because uh, of the fact that I don't want to be involved in another shooting. Somebody hurting them or them not feeling comfortable on here saying something because we need to hear this. All we do is talk about throw away, lock them up, throw away the key. We already found out that don't work. But I want to thank all of you just coming through, tuning in, continue uh, to subscribe. Um, you can go on my IG um, search. We are not ops. This will be on other platforms on Anchor, Spotify, um, iTunes. It'll be there. It'll find you. You can find me. I'm going to send everyone the information. And on my next episode, I'm going to go into detail about who the ops is. And for those who don't know, you'll get the definition of what that actually means, that we are not ops. I'm going to give you that. I'm going to talk to you about that because we're not ops. 
is about improving the life of each other. Even though we are here killing each other, but it's about improving our lives. That's what this is about. And to stop killing one another and knowing that your life matters. You matter. Your kids know you matter. So on the next episode of We're Not Ops, we're going to be talking about who the oppositions is. And the oppositions is Department of Correction. Oh, yeah. Illinois Department of Corrections and Department of Corrections. Yes, it is. Law enforcement. I'm going to tell you why. Department of Education. Yeah, those are the ops. We we act we want some ops. We always looking for ops. I'm going to show you who the ops is and then we're going to show how we can actually change something. And it's not about the bullet. We're going to show about the ballot. That's what we're going to show. We're going to show this other part. You know, it was a time of, of Malcolm when he spoke about the ballot, the, uh, the bullet of the ballot. I'm going to talk about the ballot. How we can actually change and affect change in our neighborhoods if we choose to. And we can affect change in our lives. So join us every Sunday at 12 will be the release. Every Sunday at 12 p.m. that will be released. And I thank all of you coming. Thank you for joining us. And remember, we're not ops, we're brothers, and violence is not your first option. Subscribe, comment, and message us. Peace.